Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are in the middle of some flashbacks and some new releases bouncing back and forth. Like in the old days, thanks to HBO Max, our next new release is going to be the episode after this, and that is uh, Warner Brothers Mortal Kombat reboot, which Ben's already giving thumbs up to. Woo! <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, oh my god. Like Mahalan Drive is the type of movie Zach brings up, and I'm like, oh no. Mortal Kombat's the type of movie that Ben brings up. And I'm like, oh no. Lauren just can't win. <laughs> Lauren mentioned the movie we're doing this week, and that's 2001's <laughs> David Lynch directed Mulholland Drive. We are. Before we get into any more on that movie, though, we're each going to describe the movie in eight words or less. I will go first, since this is my pick, and I will just say... I'm coming off the top of my head. Uh, I gotta go... I gotta go, like, Naomi Watts (laughs) is incredible. I think that sums up my appeal to this movie. Huh. Mine, I guess I'll go next. Mine is life is gobbledygook and then you die. <laughs> Mine is part of it was a dream. I don't care which. <laughs> Wait, part of it was a dream? That's my interpretation. I think like... I gave up on trying to understand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the film is I mean, Mulholland Drive. Uh <laughs> The elevator pitch is a aspiring young actress gets involved with a possible criminal shenanigans when she discovers an amnesiac amnesia victim in amnesiac? her is that a word? yeah amnesiac okay in her apartment and things build before they unravel. Why so and so? Why did I pick this movie? Because you hate us. No, I don't hate you. <laughs> I mean, I knew this would be something that I, I, I wasn't anticipating the crowd enjoying this movie, but I never know. I like to throw I like to throw it out there. Um, this was a movie the first time. I mean, was always very well hyped, even in like before like film Twitter was a thing. I think I mentioned on the last podcast. This is one of the only movies. One of two movies from the 2000s that has made the sight and sound poll for best hunter movies of all time. <sighs> so there's always been a lot of rev- I can't I can't trust the sights and sounds poll. <laughs> a lot of reverence for this film, and I think the first time I gave it a shot, I was I I, I was I was kind of like okay, I don't know. And then when you get to the what the fuck twist in the back third of the movie i was like what the fuck and just really had i i don't know i just gotta put the movie to bed i don't even really remember what my stance was on that movie can i see what i mean i don't know what it was before but then uh a few years back i decided you know what i need to give this movie another shot i think i bought the criterion blu-ray and i was like whatever for whatever reason i just connected with it and really enjoyed it and gave it four and a half stars and I was like, oh, okay, this movie is great. And then between that and now, I've 
watch Twin Peaks, which is director David Lynch's kind of signature work. Besides this, which was a 1980s TV show and then was a reboot, or not rebooted, there was a third season that was really, really, I mean, makes this movie look coherent. I mean, wasn't this written for um, Twin Peaks? Apparently, I was just watching some special features. The The title was a potential Twin Peaks spinoff, but that's the only... I mean, if you watch okay. Twin Peaks, you can... According to IMDb Trivia, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. originally wrote, like, the basic idea for the story mm-hmm. was for Twin Peaks. Yeah, I think there's a character that leaves Twin Peaks. I would not have liked Twin Peaks. I think you could... <laughs> yeah. I think, I think t- recommending Twin Peaks is still well worth in the realm after seeing this movie. Because I think that... It was written for supporting character Audrey yeah. Horn. I don't... Yes. Yeah. Because I think... That movie, like, really allows you to, like, slowly get you on David Lynch's wavelength and, like, makes you really appreciate his sense of humor. And does it? Uh, no, tw- Twin Peaks, not Mulholland Drive. Oh, okay. So, like, watching it this time, I think I probably found it the funniest of the three times I've watched it. I was laughing a lot. I think there's a lot of humor in this movie. But, again, I think that's more because I'm more aligned to the director, writer, director's wavelength. But, um, yeah, that's a very long why so-and-so. But um, general thoughts, I'm still hugely on board. Um, uh, We can talk about... My biggest complaint is, like, the weirdness of the ending and how it connects to everything else. But there there is a reason for that, and we can talk about that um, later. But I really, like, it takes... it, It sets everything up, but... Even as it's setting things up, like the scene, the dream discussion with the guys in the diner is like this amazing scene. And then I th- hated that scene. I think the run, <laughs> I think the run in the middle of the movie from I oh, actually I love everything Justin th- happening to Justin Thoreau in this movie. Like the the scene with the hitman is hilarious. Like this great like set piece of like just everything going wrong. And then. Th- I think the scene with Naomi Watts where she gives the the audition is like one of the most mesmerizing scenes you'll ever see in a movie. And um or like creepy. <laughs> yes, yeah, very so definitely some creepy going on. But um but and then I, I once you hit that I'm just like totally like I'm rolling with everything the film's throwing at you. Until the end, and not that I don't like the end, I can appreciate the end, and especially I've read about. I was about to say, do you know what the film is throwing <laughs> at you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I got. I mean, I've read some people who have quote unquote explained the movie, and I think that's a little wrong headed. But I, I, I get the, I have the gist of it of the of my interpretation of what the movie is without you know just spitting off what someone else says. Yeah, this was both of your first times watching the movies. And I'm going to let Ben go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, after the three years it took me to watch it. Not actually three years, it just felt like that. Did you actually watch it in one sitting or did you pause at all? Oh, God, no. I spent like a day. (laughs) Um, But I just, like, and I'm not trying to just be a negative Nelly, but I feel like Naomi Watts is not very good in this movie like at all to like the back third and then she's pretty decent i I just it's like she just seems so hokey and fake in 
the first two thirds and it just it didn't work for me. The stuff with the diner, I have no fucking clue what that was about. And I just as soon as I saw that scene, I'm like, oh, this is going to make no fucking sense to me by the end of the movie anyway. Mm-hmm. So and I was right. I think the twist was interesting, but then when it delves into that more surreal, just kind of, what was the word you used, Zach? Gobbledygook? No, that was kind my of, word. Like it just, oh, okay, yeah. It just like, I, I mean, I don't, I just, I, this movie didn't, I never felt like I had a reason to care about any of it. Because mm-hmm. um, like, I didn't know these characters, no motivations. I didn't know why they were doing what they were doing. I didn't know. Who was, I mean, who was doing what? I mean, like, I actually yelled at my screen at one point, and it was the, I mean, and I guess, like, in retrospect, it's supposed to be like, oh, because they were a couple, but the name of the Nomi Watts being like, I, I'm i falling in love with you, I just was like, you don't fucking know her! Yeah. She doesn't know her! Like, ugh! And, I buy their uh, chemistry. I, Go for those boobies, man. <laughs> I uh I, it just it frustrated me so much and I um I don't know like I just I had a really hard time getting into any of this like it shot really well I like the soundtrack I think Thoreau has two great scenes one of which is when he comes home mm-hmm. and his wife and the boyfriend are like well what do you expect which is fucking amazing <laughs> wasn't that Billy Ray Cyrus it was. No it looked way. like him. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was him. Oh, my God. I couldn't tell if you said it was or it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah yes, confirming. <laughs> and then his scene with the the cowboy. Mm-hmm. That was like the one, that was the one scene where I'm like, this is fucking weird, but I'm also like, this is kind of great. Okay, Ben, Ben, if you like that scene, <laughs> you need to give Twin Peaks a shot. I will say that. Okay. I will say okay. that that scene that's the, is that's the vibe, the vibe that Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks is going for. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That scene was when I turned on my Pokemon Go to check to see what was at my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was that was yeah, I had a really hard time not checking my phone a lot on this one. The other thing, the other thing Ben to pitch give you one more pitch to why to try Twin Peaks is Twin Peaks does have a central and there's more than one character that you'll you'll you can kind of connect with but the, Ky- okay. Kyle McLaughlin who plays the main character Dale Cooper is like one of the best characters ever that is so easy to like and root for and but then it's like he is like gets thrown into all these weird lynchian conversations so he's and like, vibes and he's stuff like, like your your lens yes, of like yes. Okay. But he's okay. but he's kind of he's weird and eccentric in his own way too. So he's not like a straight man in the Lynch world. He is a he is he once you get a bigger picture of the vibe of that, you can see how he's from the same mind, but he's a great character to guide you through all of it kind of thing. So Okay. And I'm not I feel like I'm just being a jerk cuz I'm ripping on this movie that a lot of people love and Zach loves and it's like that's I'm not I'm not trying to do that. I no, just You're welcome to your opinion. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I just yeah. There's man, plenty I of just, people who love this movie. It needs some hate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I gotta I, balance it a bit. 
Lauren and I are going to bring this shit down a peg, all right? A four point two. Teach um, it. A 4.2 on Letterboxd. I did a spit take when I saw that earlier. <laughs> 35% of the ratings are five stars, the highest category of the... Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, Over 50% are in the 50, are four and a half or above. Letterboxd is pretentious. I, <laughs> I, I don't know her name, but the other the other actress, the, the amnesiac, she was really good. Laura I liked Herring her. is her name. Uh, yeah. And like you said, Zach, the scene with the hitman where just like he keeps like mm-hmm. fucking up. It's like this cascading fuck up is great. <laughs> but why? Like the bit with the vacuum, I was <laughs> dying. I'm like, this is, this is, it almost felt like a, like a Coen Brothers kind of thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know how Lynchian that is because I mean, I haven't seen much of his stuff, but I mean, it was great. Yeah. That scene was fantastic. I wish, I just wish we had more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Lauren. Um, I agree with pretty much most of what Ben says, except I didn't care for the cowboy scene. <laughs> I don't know. I was just watching this, and like the diner scene was happening, and I was like, "God damn it! I'm gonna hate this movie." <laughs> Actually, I don't even think I got that far. It was the dancing at the very start of the movie where I was like, "I'm gonna hate this movie," but um, like I don't know. I was trying to make sense of it, and like you. I, Naomi Watts came on and I was like oh at least she's in this and then watching it I was like for her and along with everyone else pretty much for the most part I was like I can't tell if they're horrible actors maybe they just got really shit direction and then other scenes would happen and I'd be like oh they're great actors I don't know what I was thinking but it was just like I don't know so many scenes and performances were just so incongruous and um they didn't like fit like they yeah. belong to each other like this felt like so many different i didn't know what the tone was at some point i was like is this a comedy i don't know genuinely <laughs> i don't know yeah and that's um, and i think that's I, I just have like i should have mentioned this before but it's like if someone's like yo what is mulholland drive about oh <laughs> that is that is a failure of storytelling if Lauren, you watch this movie today and you can't tell me. That's not a good thing. Well, like you said, you said you it. thought this movie was a dream. And one of the trivia I read it, also mentioned it being a dream. And I was just like, since when? <laughs> I don't know. I think, so like my my interpretation, or should we not get into that let's, yet? The, like, I mean, right? if any movie was made for let's talk about that ending, it's this one. I mean, my eight <laughs> words or less involve die, or her dying, so... <laughs> Oh, that's right. She kills herself. But I yeah. Think- so like when you say it's about a dream, I was like, okay, maybe that's what I'll use to make it make sense in my mind. These are like her brain's last firing images as she shoots her brains out. <laughs> and this is the story we got. I think the movie feels to me that it's about like the underbelly of Hollywood and like the whole... I guess I can agree with Ben. The, the first two hours of the movie is a dream uh, that... Yeah, to, and, to the reality I mean, of, I, of, and then you, the, the end is her reality. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. her imagining herself as, I mean, yes. Because she was the waitress, right? She was the waitress in the diner. No, she just know. saw the name. I think name. that's just where Be- she got the, the, the name. The name Betty. The waitress's name was Betty when she, at the end of the movie. So that's where she got the name. And um, okay. the, the order of those scenes is out of really, out of. Mm-hmm. It the 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 scenes post going into the blue box are like all like flashbacks. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of boxes in movies. It's uh, probably another lately. blue key. Yeah. Um. The um. But yeah, like, like you know, I can see it as the 
like some commentary on like the the wide-eyed happiness of Hollywood which you know Naomi Watts is I believe fully intentionally playing it hokey mm-hmm and then yeah that's what i kind of thought yeah and like, then yeah. At least hope. but then just she, the way she gawks at everything yeah, in the beginning of this but, movie it's like oh no but then she gets to un, it just undercuts to ever i mean she's great regardless but the, in that interview scene or the the audition scene she the is audition. she's legit incredible like one of the best performances i've ever seen in a movie ever and it's like <laughs> ho- holy crap where did that come from and and i think it works like if diane because she's Diane and the reality is her name. Um, and they, mm-hmm. um, she, if the, she's imagining Betty as her like personified self and she gets to have the love affair with the woman who she loves in the reality who's trying to get rid of her, you know, and, you know, the, it all comes back to that same shot on Mulholland Drive that opens the movie, you know, like that's where everything turned. That's where she decided mm-hmm. she wanted to kill. I think Camilla is her real name, the Laura Herring Rita's name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. See, I would have thought it was after that because, like, Mahone Drive, she stops, she goes to the party. engagement party or whatever yeah. it was. But I think at that point she decides. Like, to what kind kill of her, bitch invites her to? Yeah, that was a that was a dick party. move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but t- another thing to help clarify, I guess, since we're talking, it's still pretty general, is. So this was originally shot as a pilot for television. This is a long ass. Well, pilot. yeah, he he like all like Twin Peaks is that was shot as like an hour and a half movie, the pilot episode. So that's that's not abnormal for him either. Okay, yeah. And then the the studio didn't pick it up, and then the the <laughs> didn't wasn't it like because they thought Naomi Watts and um, Laura Herring were too old for television? Probably something terrible like that. <laughs> um, but then uh, the. What? <laughs> she was 30 According at the time. According to IMD I trivia. Think, I, think. You, I just need like a sound bar thing that can hit. <laughs> of, of all the reasons. <laughs> that's the, that's the, they're, but, okay. But the pilot. Oh, that just makes me more angry. <laughs> the pilot ended at the, the like, uh, where did they say? I think the pilot ended where they come back and Rita cuts her hair and they give her the or cuts her hair and they put the wig on her. That was supposed to be the last scene of the pilot. Uh, that's so dumb. we would watch multiple episodes before finding out it was a dream. That's some bullshit. Well, well no, but here's the well, thing. Well, I mean, hey, whole TV series go on and then last episode they tell you it's a dream. So And that's some bullshit. So, so here's the thing though. Like after that was the end I don't know what Lynch's original vision was for the end of this show. It, it does not necessarily mean this is what we got. So basically, mm-hmm. the pilot gets shot down, and then he has a buddy who tells him, maybe I can get you some money to turn this into a feature. And then Lynch gets the money. Like, a year later, the deal finally comes through, and they're like, great. And he's like, oh, I got to figure out how to end this and turn this into a movie. And that's where the dream romance thing all comes into play so like the sex scene stuff that was all shot after the fact it was separate from the like like the so originally this hour and a half chunk of the movie the the original conceit was there's this weird you know forces 
messing around with Hollywood directors and stuff like that. There's the mystery of what happened to Rita. Yeah, what was that? I forgot about that. And <laughs> and then Betty, there, there wasn't, like, the Diane death thing wasn't necessarily supposed to be Naomi Watts when they originally shot it. And David Lynch backwards figured out how to make this a coherent, like, tragedy thing. Like I think you could you coherent. Could, you could you could infer that you know like the original idea was going to be kind of like Rita and Betty, like on the run trying to figure out things in and around Hollywood, as Rita and Betty, like Diane being the scorned lover, wasn't ever maybe going to be a thing that happened. That was just something David Lynch came up with when he was tasked with how do I turn this into a movie, and I think the movie feels that way. But I actually also think he did a pretty good job of creating that in the end, even if it, it feels like a fever dream of craziness. Yeah, that's that. Any other general thoughts on the movie? Um, Just that most of the scenes you guys mentioned loving, it's like mm-hmm. I appreciate like the hitman scene where he killed the all the people, like three people or whatever. I enjoyed it, too, but like it made no sense to me that it was in the movie like that. I like yeah. Justin Thoreau's scene where he was pouring paint on uh, the jewelry and everything also didn't need to be in the movie. It's like just mm-hmm. so much of it I could yeah. have cut out and would have been so much more fine with this movie just because like make it about Betty. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I think he makes the movie about Betty to make it a movie at the end. Like, at, yeah, but it feels it, so oh, forced at that point. Yeah. Y- y- yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all those interstitial pieces, it's like, how do you explain these if they're part of Betty's dreams? And I don't know if it's worth getting into that. Like, you can go on the internet and find people that have like, well, this is actually the subconscious of da da And it's like, okay, guys, this is not making the movie better necessarily, I don't think, to me. <laughs> it's okay to just be, exist in this dream-like state of the movie, or for me at least, Um and just be along for the ride and the weirdness and the scenes themselves work, you know. I mean, Betty, the 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 hit, the guy, the hitman being in the dream part. What is the point of it? I mean, he's the hitman at, that kills Camilla at the end of the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it's like we don't need a whole scene with him, like talking to. I'm assuming a sex worker. I don't know. Yeah, there are just so many scenes with him that aren't. Yeah, that seems like all. a weird scene to keep in, but I guess it keeps the it keeps the the plot alive of like there's a threat around rita you know and why she needs to change her hair and stuff like that and if diane betty is trying to keep her safe and to herself in this little pocket dream where they can live this happy love life you know um i guess it makes sense to have there be a threat within the dream kind of thing but i totally see where you're coming from um you can tell me how you feel when you watch it a second time no, thank you. <laughs> Good one, Zach. Never going to happen. Star ratings. I am four and a half stars on this. I guess I'll go. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm somewhere between like, a, like I feel like two is too generous. I'm somewhere between a 1.5 and a two, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I marked it as two on Letterboxd, but the more I thought about it, <laughs> which whenever I did... I, I just was like, why am I thinking about it? It made me angrier. Yeah, I'm leaning towards one and a half as well. well I think you guys have collectively had more impact on one movie's um, letterbox score than John could have ever hoped to dream. 
Did he end up reading it on here? Given a half star to Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Did he end up reviewing it on Letterboxd? Yeah, I not as good as Spider Man. Oh, I was talking about this. No, movie. I was talking about this movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he finished uh, it. Let's face no, it. No, he, he was close enough it. to finish. I think he finished the movie, but oh, he also sent us something. Yeah, I, I, I well, I, I, let's see. I, I was at school when I saw his um text of the with a timestamp, so I was like, probably shouldn't look yeah. that up in a. Just, my situation where yeah, I'm surrounded by yeah. children. I'm assuming mm-hmm. he was referencing the uh, the lesbian. I'm assuming scene. yeah, the boobs were probably when he got excited. <laughs> <laughs> but then he but then he added at the end, okay, what this wait, this is the dumbest movie of all time. <laughs> that scene okay, we didn't talk I, th- assume, th- we didn't, okay, I guess we have a whole section on that now. Was that the was that the twist that he's referring to? I'm assuming to? after when going the boobs through got the box covered. the box, I would say. Um Okay. Uh, so and so star rating. So spoilers doesn't reference in this. Okay, so you got to see this best scenes. Look at that teed me up. Uh, another great scene we <laughs> didn't we didn't talk about, but this even though it's like what the fuck is going on? The scene at the Silencio uh, stage, what whatever was you, that? club. I was too confused yeah. to be yeah. impressed. I, which I totally agree. I was in the exact same boat the first time I saw it, but like by this third time I see it, like that, pro- the woman's performance of that song is just like so good and mesmerizing. I mean, yeah, that's great. Everything yeah. else is she just, I don't even know. Out, but then when and she, then she's still, and it's still singing, singing for some reason, and it's just like, like well, because it's cause, everything's cause recorded, everything is fake. Yeah. It's, it's like, all a dream. Be- it's all Betty a dream. had a seizure at some point and they didn't freak out about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've read someone saying, like, the, uh, like that was like reality was trying to break for Diane. Like the dream was trying to break through, or I don't know. See, it's silly. You don't want to deep dig. That, that's just that. reaching way too hard for me. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I don't know. My best scene is the, the I like. I still I've said it three times. The the my favorite scene though is the 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 audition is just the incredible. audition. Yeah. She, yeah, she was great in it. It made me super uncomfortable though. Yes. Um, yeah. I I'm think gonna play my this one close, scene Johnny. Was the audition prep scene yeah. just because um <laughs> laura herring or however you say it's so her name, bad um, on purpose yeah like yeah purposefully on bad i was like oh okay she can act for sure then because she's doing this very well <laughs> uh and it's great that you get like you don't know like to go from that and then to this you know but even like that's what's great about the audition scene too is because that the guy she's playing against you think is going to be kind of hokey and not very good too. And like mm-hmm. Watts just pulls him in to be incredible. You know, like she I mean, just he was lifts ready to the whole creep room. on her. So it's okay. <laughs> uh, I also love the cowboy scene. Ben mentioned that. Lauren, did you like any scenes in the movie? Besides I mentioned that one? The, the audition okay, prep. Good. Okay, good. Um, and I guess and the, again, the hitman scene, yeah. even though it didn't need to be and, there. And with, and, and with uh, the painted throw. jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thoreau is. I I like his deliveries and. Uh, he just like goes to meetings with golf clubs. What is this? <laughs> I also I also liked when the bruiser yeah. went in. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, she's like literally hanging on him. And then he punches yeah, I did laugh Henry when she Cyrus. jumped on him the way she did. That was pretty great. Yeah, he just played it so calm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that ending. We kind of have a little bit. Yeah. So Lauren, what did you think was going on though? I had absolutely no idea, and I didn't take the time to think about it. Like, I just, after I finished this movie, I went and played Beat Saber and just punched out my rage. (laughs) (laughs) 
Fair like, enough. Like, I don't know. I didn't... I don't know what I thought was happening. Like, I assumed everything at the end was the reality. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, I had no idea even what to think about. Like, everything what, that this, came before it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I guess it could have just been pure fantasy, but it didn't... Mm-hmm. If that was the case, it didn't work for me at all in the way it was presented. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was kind of just, I don't know. That's why I chose to call it gobbledygook in my eight words or less. One of the first shots of the movie, well, you were scorned by the dancing, but is a, 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 is a, is a head, fa- you don't, you're like the head, the camera is the head falling onto a pillow. Like, that's just one Definitely of those little things that you, that. that you catch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I think on future viewings, you're like trying to, like, what the heck was going Again, on here? That's like, oh, dream. Future but I think if you accept the, the first half as a dream, like if you're watching it, on repeat viewings it makes everything that's weird in that if it's a dream i want to wake up from it like, <laughs> yeah, i accept no, the first you. half is a dream it doesn't mean i like it yeah <laughs> the whole thing was a dream trope pisses me off i'm gonna think of it as her brain's last firings before she fully dies that's I think what I'm that's, gonna think of it as. That. I think that's an accurate representation, possibly. Mm-hmm. Performance prize. Who are the old people? I don't know, but they were creepy as hell in the beginning. Who was the lady behind the diner? If it was a lady, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just like yeah, a burnt-up tar person or something. I don't know what it um, was. That actually kind of connects. Like, there's some weird people covered in black goop in Twin Peaks. At eventually, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's just kind of a Lynchian, like, I think that imagery, mm. people that look like that is something like straight out of his dreams or so I were potentially. Yeah, but mm. like that whole diner scene doesn't need to be there. Get rid of the tar person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I think is an addition. Uh, I, I scrubbed through the pilot on uh, YouTube and that mm. sequence isn't in the original movie. So I guess that's one of the oh, additions I guess that I they didn't did. realize that the pilot was actually shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They shot the the pilot and then came back and added the stuff at the end. And gotcha, gotcha. A year you later. might have said that earlier. I, I know. I I was not clear about that. Mm. Um. Yeah. They they had shot the pilot and it wasn't picked up. So, um, that's when they he was like, I kind of liked what I did here, and he liked working with Watts. So mm-hmm. they 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 were interested in trying to keep it alive. Watts is great though. I I would go like I think Watts throw are my top two and. But all the little, like, like Dan Haida plays the, the scene where they're trying to tell uh, Thoreau that he has to, like, pick the girl. And the guy, like, spits the coffee up. And then the other guy, Dan oh, Haida's so the other guy. Dumb. It's just, it's funny. I don't know. Just uh, the way he spits it, though. It's like, who spits <laughs> into a napkin like that? <laughs> I don't know. I loved, like, the nervous energy of the guys, like, the, the studio guys. Like, this... This cappuccino is going to be great. I've contacted, like, I don't know. Again, I think that's that's a thing that gets funnier the more you've engaged with Lynch and his other stuff. Uh, See, I was just too busy watching that being like, why is there a golf club on the table? <laughs> I don't know if there's much else to talk about performance-wise. We've been kind of praising as much as praising each of us respectively. Well, yeah, as, as much as each of, I'd, I'd each give, of us respectively I, are praising <laughs> I mean, I'd give it to Laura Haring. Okay. It's just mine. Yeah. Again, I was so concerned watching the movie half the time where I was like, do they just suck or are they good? I don't know. So it's hard for me to be like, <laughs> I mean, this movie, it was like, this is the, this is another trivia, but this is the 14th film nominated in the Academy Award category for best director, but no other categories, you know, which is <laughs> shocking. No one got nominated for best acting. I think 
Naomi Watts should have been. Oh, no. I mean, there are definitely scenes in this movie where people more than prove themselves. It's just like it on the like on the whole. It was just. Well, I mean, what what was nominated? in? Um, in, I mean, uh, this was we were just talking about this last week because of Moulin Rouge. Um, It was Moulin Rouge. (sighs) Gladiator. No, that was the year before. 2001 was the year Gladiator won the Oscars. But this is the 2002 was the. Oh, it's a beautiful mind year, I believe. So it was like Jennifer Connelly won for supporting Ron Howard. Denzel for Monster uh, Training Day. Jim Broadbent. We were talking. Listen to our Training Day podcast where we talk about how overrated it is. (laughs) We'll make it canceled. Yeah. But um, Fellowship of the Ring was in there this year uh, as well. Pete after me, most memorable lines. I had none. None. (laughs) Over. (laughs) I mean, most memorable is I'm falling in love with you, but just because of how pissed off it made me. Uh, In another life, she was already in love with her. Well, we didn't know that at the time. (laughs) I think everything everything in the cowboy scene is like just the back and forth and throw is just again like, i was pokemon like going you, at that time if you do well if you do well you'll see me once <laughs> if you don't you'll see me twice apparently he sees her twice she wakes she wakes her the cowboy wakes her up from her sleep but he was saying that and then to, was in the background go. oh yeah i know but if the, if it's within oh, her dream right. if it's yeah. in her dream i know it's but it's her. stupid this, yeah. i need this dreamland yeah. to make sense <laughs> Uh, like I said, As I think that's that's the, the time, that's the weak point of the movie because, like I said, it is him jiggering like the ending onto what he already had, and like where yeah. I think he does a good job of it. It also doesn't make any damn sense sometimes, but th- mm-hmm. but then he leans on the <laughs> fact that it's a dream allows it to not make a lot of sense, and you can kind of roll with it. Um, yeah. That's cheating. or clever brilliant i don't know there was one of the trivias was like david lynch's 10 clues to unlock this thriller and i was reading through them and i was like i don't understand what is the none of these clues tell me anything yeah i feel like he's not gonna give you clues yeah i'll listen to him right now okay one pay particular attention in the beginning of the film at least two clues are revealed before the credits that's not a clue oh Uh, oh, number two that's like the the pillow and the (laughs) Yeah, yeah but like if you don't tell me what the clues yeah. are, I don't know. <laughs> Number two, notice appearances of the red lampshade. Number three, can you hear the title of the film that Adam Kesher is auditioning actresses for? Is it mentioned again? Number four, an accident is a terrible event. Notice the location of the accident. That is the dumbest clue ever. <laughs> it's like it's the title of the movie. But um, pre- number five, where did they put these? I don't. It was on IMDb, but I want to know where it, like they originated yeah. from. Number five: Who gives a key and why? Number six: <laughs> Notice the robe, the ashtray, the coffee cup. Number seven: What if or what is felt, realized, and gathered at the club Silencio? Number eight: Did talent alone help Camilla? It's like do what? Uh, number nine: Notice the occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. Oh, so it was a man, I guess. Number ten: Where is Aunt Ruth? <laughs> This, yeah, doesn't, very this doesn't fill in any gaps for me at all. <laughs> it's not like saying, hey, pay attention to Red in uh, The Sixth Sense. <laughs> um, yeah, he stole it from Shyamalan. <laughs> so that fits uh, as a nice little cozy turn into But Why. Uh, I think we've shared a lot of <laughs> yeah. our But Whys. This is... <laughs> but why are these clues? Um, <laughs> Do you have yeah. any other no, But Whys? My But Why is just for most of the scenes, but why is it in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Hot takes? Any hot? I don't. I don't think it's a hot take to be confused and frustrated by this movie. Yeah, 
It's a hot take to rate it as low as we did. Yeah, we're just saying it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is not not the popular opinion. I feel like I'm taking crazy bits. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Expert opinions. Doggo download. I don't think there's any dogs or animals. Um, Coco room. threatened a dog at one point, and I did not appreciate it. Did that dog poop where it wasn't supposed to? I guess that's not. Owner it's problem, not the though. dog's fault. It's the owner's fault. Uh, Et watch. She can bake the owner or whatever she threatened to do. Et watch, um, Lauren. Nothing that I noticed. Um, then you. The, I think the opening n- near the opening. I. Uh, a downward oh just pan. when she's looking over the city yeah, yeah i for sure thought about et actually you're right whenever that happens in movies i hate it <laughs> ben had you ever seen a meme from this movie uh no 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 are you gonna make any the gifts were pretty <laughs> short short supply on uh when you try when i tried to send something fun into the chats <laughs> you sent those old people yeah no one appreciated a... the old people dying in titanic which is how <laughs> i felt <laughs> And I responded to with that. Um, the Dark. oh wait, how, who needs <laughs> rewards? Another expert opinion. I think this is supposed to be mine. Uh, we we talked about it last week and this week. Uh, Lauren mentioned David Lynch was nominated for best director. That seems very fitting for a movie like this. The type of movie a director would appreciate um, making their own vision and like they're probably jealous that he got to put out a movie with as weird and wild as this yeah upgradables uh apparently abc thought everything was upgradable when they did not pick <laughs> up the movie the pilot um i don't think i don't you i don't think lauren did you see any other casting things or anything like that uh no i did not i don't yeah i i, I would have i guess we i can talk about upgrades a little bit there isn't as many a, a lot of the smaller role like the cowboy guy is like a friend of david lynch like the billy ray cyrus thing i think david lynch has a weird thing like <laughs> with like pop singers like he had chris isaac was in his twin peaks movie thing that he did Uh, like it's a it's a sequel movie that happened after the first two seasons of the show Uh, yeah i don't know um but i kind of want to go back and watch the cowboy scene just because um it was said that uh justin trudeau not trudeau yeah no thoreau (laughs) thoreau thoreau yeah. yeah, Trudeau's Canada. Um, he had minister. to hold up like cue cards for yes, the cowboy yeah. with all his lines on them. <laughs> like, so now I want to go back and just watch his eyes, which had no eyebrows. <laughs> it would have been cool to see some of Twin Peaks people maybe pop up in here. Um, he, he Kyle McLaughlin collaborated a lot with Lynch uh, in the 80s between Twin Peaks, Blue Velvet, Dune. But yeah, I uh, Robert Forrester and Naomi Watts both went on to be in the Twin Peaks, The Return, the the Showtime season, third season of the show. Would recommend this over that. I think I kind of was selling, if, you, if your favorite scene is the cowboy scene, you could totally probably get into Twin Peaks. But I will say, like, like Twin Peaks season one is, like, six episodes, I think, and is all, like, pretty great. The second season is, like, 18 episodes, and, like, half of them are just, like, insane soap opera, over-the-top nonsense. And it's, like, what so is happening? Is. But, like, if you, you could, like, narrow in on just the episodes David Lynch directs during that season, and it's, like, oh, I can see where we're going here. And then if you like Twin Peaks and then can reassess and like this, then I would give the third season of Twin Peaks a try, which gets really all over the place and weird and bizarre. Okay. To Infinity and Beyond, I, I mean, I've mentioned this is 
going to go down as one of the best movies of this century in film twittery community around <laughs> film but it's also like david this didn't turn around in like i guess david lynch did the third season of twin peaks but that was almost 15 years after this came out for all the the cultural cachet and respect this got him with a lot of people uh and art which he, he always had but was kind of like a potential like second act of his third act or of his career or so um he didn't do a lot after this he did one movie after this called inland empire that people love i have not seen starring um frequent collaborator lauren dern and yeah i think he's got another show coming out he's supposed to film this year i'm intrigued to see what that is i'm i'm on board with this stuff there's still a couple of his movies i still need to see but i don't know i've become a convert over the the, the Twin Peaks watch was a big part of our quarantine. Bonus rounds, catch all. Lauren, did you have a favorite trivia or did you give us all already? Uh, my favorite trivia uh, was on the way to audition for her part as Camilla Rhodes slash Rita, Laura Haring slash Herring, however, I don't remember how you say it, was in a minor car accident. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Oof. fitting. It's only it's only my favorite, assuming that she was fine with it being a minor car accident at all. If she was seriously injured, then not so much my favorite. <laughs> um, one last pitch by me, the picker. It's not his most accessible movie, but it no, it, it is worth watching. <laughs> like I, like the fact that Ben gave props to a couple scenes, which I and and Lauren even too. Like the big scenes, it's it's nice to say you saw them, right? Um, um but but it would i say it was worth watching the whole movie no but this no. uh if you ever uh see people and you're in a conversation i think saying i've seen one i've seen mulholland drive gives you a little bit of uh film nerd cred whether you like it or not is fine but it, it's one of those movies it's going to be one of those movies that you got to watch it it's going to be part of the canon and if you watch it in our somewhat- you say that, but I have never had it brought up in conversation of my 33 years of living. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah, same. But um, that's my one last pitch. Probably not convincing anybody. Next week, we mentioned at the top, we are going to be reviewing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> As you can tell, Ben is much more excited to talk about that movie. Woo! This is- ben, would you say this is an adaptation of any specific game? Or is it kind of like its own thing within the world of? Yeah, it, it's it's telling its own story, mm-hmm. but it also is like it's it's doing what it can to like pay homage and like you know do justice to the characters. Like it tweaks their stories here and there, but it's definitely like it's telling its own story. But the characters are pretty much the same, except for you know the the main character who is new and apparently is the worst part of the movie. Yeah, he's he's not great. <laughs> But yeah, we are going to review Mortal Kombat based off the uh, successful video game series, which has been around forever, about a big fighting tournament where weird people have powers and lots of people die. Um, Yeah, Ben, if you agree. The fact that you didn't say there are a lot of fatalities. uh, It was on the tip of my tongue. It didn't come up. Fatalities, brutalities, animalities, babalities, (laughs) friendships, you know, it's all there. Okay, but I mean, just in reference to people being killed, (laughs) fatalities was there. That's what we're going to be reviewing next week. Maybe John will be back then. And uh, until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me wherever wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. Find us at middleofrow.com. Find us at Middle of Row on Twitter. 
Find us on Patreon. Rate and review the podcast. It does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, and maybe Twitch uh, uh, um, at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. And I'm Lauren Highmore. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Beware of Trees. You can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Mortal Kombat 2021 and like the other ones if you're like Ben. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.